Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we are talking about Jack Kirby's New Gods, number eight, The Death Wish of Terrible Turpin. So Amir, I've been hyping this comic for weeks now. Um, what was your overall impression of it? It was really exciting. It was actually, it was like, uh, one of the things I noticed was just kind of looking at it, I feel like there are aspects of Kirby's career in parts of this comic. And I, I, I want to go over it a little bit once we do, once we go to those parts. And then also just to pack, it's just super action packed. It's, it's like the, um, I don't know, the apex of like Kirby's comic booking. I feel like the, the battle scenes and like, back and forth and the hero showing up at the last you know kind of like robin hood type thing and like swashbuckling and like you know the the underdog fight it was just all that cool stuff all in one and i think it encompasses three genres i mean it it alludes to three genres that kirby started out his career with i'd love to kind of talk about that too it's Death Wish is, oh, has always been one of these great comics to me because it's so full of action, energy, but so much heart also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's another comic that really is a culmination of Kirby's career and his life. Mm-hmm. You see oh, so yeah. much of him in uh, Terrible Dick Turpin. Uh, so let's start out. The, the, this issue uh, picks up from where issue six left off with Kalibak, um on the earth and that awesome uh full page uh opening splash of him just looking like this animal yeah uh, above the earth i mean he's got this this beard that almost looks like a lion's mane or something oh yeah he does yeah it's just an animal yeah at the same time he's wearing this outfit that like is a, like a robin hood type outfit right it's green depending on the, di- the different versions you look at it's like different shades of green which i think is kind of funny um but um, almost kind of alludes to the idea that uh, Calabac is a hero in his own mind. Yeah, it, it is interesting because, you know, our hero, Orion, wears red. So red is good in our case, and green is where it's usually the opposite. Red is warning, you know, that kind of thing. Hellfire, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, like... I think that shows even more the ambi- the moral ambiguity of this world that, that mm-hmm. Kirby has yeah. created. In fact, Calabac almost looks a little bit, a lot like, um, I don't know if this is on purpose, but he looks a lot like uh, uh, Allfather. Yes. Like, uh, he looks Highfather, exactly yeah. like Allfather except angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's another story to that or just coincidence wow yeah i didn't think about that if you good look go back to all father on i don't know on the previous issue mm-hmm. and you just see calabac right it looks exactly like calabac except he's wearing red and he's with his wife and oh that's so yeah because if you look at the collected edition like i'm looking at the 80s collected edition right now and there's actually that scene of um young Orion attacking him mm-hmm. and um, Isaiah is looking right at Calabac across the pages. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. 
I wonder if it's just an accident. I'm... It's got to be, but at the same time, yeah, that's so interesting. Well, it definitely reveals something about Kirby. Yeah. Uh, maybe subconsciously he sees them as different ideas. Gosh, and like the, the last uh, uh, panel four on the last page of um, the pact, he's at, he's looking at directly at Calabac and the pages are juxtaposed. It's almost like he's saying, I, I pity you for being so weak by resorting to violence. Mm -hmm. yeah. Huh. Uh, so then our good friends, uh, Dave Lincoln and Claudia, what's her last name, Shane? I'm not uh, sure, yeah. Uh, reappear all of a sudden. Calabac's attacking them. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is kind of standard. I think this was a, not the, I think the exciting part is going to come. One thing I do really like is page three, panel four is the way uh, Dave Lincoln throws, like the way uh, Kirby has drawn Dave Lincoln throwing the gun at Calabac and then Claudia is in the background trying to run away but doesn't want to run away. That's mm -hmm. like a really cool scene. Like just the battle scenes are pretty awesome. Yeah, the way Kirby narrows his face too when he's throwing the gun, like he and you know his, his the motion of his body, like everyone's just in perpetual motion, and everything's about like the they were like coiled springs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into ter terrible Turpin. <laughs> because yes. I, also, I also want to kind of allude to uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, please. I think once we get into that, I think it's like, I feel like, so maybe I'll just maybe allude to this. I feel like Kirby makes allusions, maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously, to all the genres of comic books that he'd worked on in the past. I think in the beginning, you'll see once we talk, well, you know, like Turpin is all like, I'm going to go into battle. His boss is like, you know, don't, I forbid you. If you come back, you're going to lose your job. I'm going to have your badge. Are you going to be like a security guard or something? He's like, I'm going to go anyways, and I'll see you. That's like a cop procedural crime drama comic, potentially. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I don't want to jump over it, but there's also allusions to romance comics. And then um, there's also allusions to war comics that will, once we get to, like all three of them show up here. All three was Kirby, and he's basically kind of alluding to it and then combining them all to like make his masterpiece of like superhero new gods next level superhero comics because it and so the idea is this is like a culmination of everything he's done he's combining everything together to create something that's that transcends all those genres mm -hmm. yeah including transcending superhero comics yeah exactly it is past the superhero comic and this is not a superhero comic this is like a god they even allude to it's like we need to get one of those soups in here it's like no, it's like something else. Yeah, they're constantly mocking the super super goodies. Yeah. But I don't want to jump war. the dialogue that they have. I was wondering like, what you thought about, you know, the back and forth. You know, I know you're going to say you knew me when I was a kid. You know, his boss is like a yeah. Basically, that is Kirby, right? Turban is Kirby. And that's the other piece that I see in this too is that I mean, we haven't talked about forever people much, but, you know, Kirby was very much about, I'm part of this generation, but I'm younger in spirit than others. 
I'm embracing the youth. And what we're seeing here is Turpin like literally saying, you may think I'm old, you may think I wear a bowler hat. Uh, you may think my, my tactics for fighting the mob are beyond our past prime, but I'm ready for a fight. Mm -hmm. Don't stand in my way. I'm as tough as anybody. Mm -hmm. And this is just like the mob comics that he did. Like, you know, uh, admittedly, I haven't really read too much of them. I do have like the two magazine issues that he put out, but it is kind of, this is the same type of thing. I've seen mob movies or the cops like, untouchables that type of thing where it cops all like you know it's just up against us against the world the mob kind of control everybody let's go get them you know that kind of a thing so oh this is going to be your you know and then you know nobody draws a dialogue scene with more energy than kirby either yeah this sequence in pages four and five like it's just two guys arguing but it's full of so much energy yeah i like that the panel four page five and he's as he about as turpin about to leave you know he's been calling the guy commissioner who used to be i guess a younger cop when you know turpin was still a veteran he's like don't stop me matt he calls him matt because earlier he called him a chief mm -hmm. now it's like don't stop me matt i know you can do it but don't stop me yeah and then the and then matt backs down and he says it's your police force commissioner yeah like like he's deliberately pulling him down a peg yeah. and then once matt uh like submits to him is subservient to him in a way then he gives him back his rank mm -hmm. yeah then we get the beautiful entrance of um orion and light ray and, yeah, you know, this whole issue is very intense and grim and this little sequence in here um really kind of clears the head a little bit mm -hmm. And this is the romance comic, I think. This is the romance comic of like two young folks like, hey, I'd much rather be here with you. It's like, and then the girls all like, oh, if there are 10 superheroes here, I'd, you know, I'd only see you, Harold, you know, like that, which means like, now it's like young people, they don't really want to get involved. They actually know the right thing to do is like, don't get involved with war, let the gods take care of this. Mm-hmm. And then the the scene in the elevator where they're where Light Ray is flirting with that girl. Yeah. Going to a costume party. It would be fun. And, and it, it, yeah, it, it is like she's really into him. I think that so they pass through you would pass through the uh the gangster comics era into romance era, which they don't recognize costume heroes into superhero comics. Yeah, she doesn't recognize it as like a trope. She just recognizes it as something weird and kind of funny. And she sees this whole different thing that's in the romance comics world. Yeah. They're passing through all of it. Yeah. Going to Victor Lanza's apartment. So that's interesting too. So they're, they, they go down into the superhero world. Right, the the romance is on the roof. That's high high happiness or high mm. know, what what you'd call it, high genre, and they're going down into the superhero world. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Into the streets. In other words, one's in the clouds and one's in the streets. One's uh, dreaming, and one is fighting for for reality. Yeah. Reality. Not sure if that's what, where I want to go, but they go in, and then immediately like. Um, you see the police truck and police car and fire trucks 
mm-hmm. floating around the city, or not floating, driving around the city. So it gets completely grounded right away. Yeah. It's funny, like, for, it's things transition between pages. Like mm-hmm. three panels in the building, and then the next three panels is Turpin. It's not like usually I would, for some reason, my instinct is like to think that like each, you know, it's page to page from one page. One page would be about the building, Victor Land, they're going to go see Victor Lanza, and then the next page would be bad. But then this one's like, there's no time. Just switch over in the middle of the page to another. Kirby's breaking that kind of unwritten rule about having each page go to a climax. Yeah. And instead, he's like, he, he can't help it. It just spills over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like uh, Light Ray's face at the top of page uh, page eight, panel one, where he's just totally, just totally happy about being caught in this elevator scene. He's he's living in the moment. He's worried about the battle, but he's just going to have a good time because he's full of light. Mm-hmm. Orion's got this grim look like, come on, get this over with. We're we're gonna fight. Um female frivolity is far from my thoughts. Yeah. Girls have cooties. <laughs> She's just unserious. And then we get back to Turpin and he's chomping on his cigar and he's got his derby on and they're rushing to, to meet Calabac. And you know, this is, we go from romance back to crime. That's a cool scene though. I like him like Turpin is like loading his gun in in the car. He's like checking if he's got all the bullets. It's like, oh my god, this guy means business. Yeah, he's his face is out the window too, because he's he's ready to fight. He can't even be held in by a car. Mm-hmm. This is just a man who's ready for action. Which, you know, there you go. There's another parallel to Kirby. It's all about the action. Mm-hmm. Not all about the action though. He's multifaceted, but when he's ready for action, he's he's got the action going. Mm-hmm. Honor. And then... Um, he's gone, you flies! I wait for Orion! That might not have been a bad idea, just wait for Orion, but that's okay. That, I, love, I love that next scene, next page. The, right. Starts with the explosion. And the first of many kind of ways, or many times that Turpin's knocked down but won't get up or can't help, has to get back up again, I should say. Yeah. I love that line where he's all like, that did it, super rat. I'm going to haul you in or die trying. That's like a, it's like a classic, you know, cop line. How many times is Turpin knocked down, but he, he has to, he, he keeps coming back? Mm-hmm. Again and again and again, like he's literally knocked to the ground. He's beaten, bruised. Everything is, is uh, you know, you can only imagine the amount of blood that he's spilling. Mm-hmm. But he, he fights on. He fights on because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna haul, he, he literally believes, I'm going to haul you all in or I'm going to die trying. And he actually does. Spoiler. I mean, and when he says, like, haul you in, it's like a classic cop, like, He's not, he doesn't want to kill. He just want to bring him in, book him, you know, book him, as if you can book like a monster. Uh-huh. But like, it reminds me of a little bit of um, Commissioner Gordon in, a, you know, a lesser comic, but in a Killing Joke, where at the end of the comic, he, he yells at um, uh, Batman, where like, bring him in, but by the book. 
you know, uh-huh. like don't try to, don't cheat anything. Don't do anything that's like illegal. Bring him in by the, and it seems like Turpin, even though he's dealing with something, he's definitely not going to be able to handle. He wants to bring it in and book him like legally, like a cop, like an honorable cop. I think it's also important he calls him a super rat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see him as anything more than just a rat, like the most common disgusting thing you're going to see every day in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not some greater being. He is as as earthly and grounded as you can get. Mm-hmm. Dirty and disgusting and nasty. Um, and then again, we break away from the scene of huge action to this to um, getting to meet Victor Lanza's wife and this hilarious scene with the TV. His mate. His mate. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what uh, Orion calls her. Hey, we can trust her. He's her mate. She's his mate. Oh, my God. That's such a great word to use, right? And he also doesn't understand the idea of a television. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a functioning household product, an authentic electronic period piece. Period piece. I wrote that down to you. Uh, yeah, because they, they don't even see the humans as anywhere near their level. They are completely off in another they're a whole level above us. Mm-hmm. They're like Q on Star Trek or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that scene where where um, the the scenes of the destruction are playing on the TV, and Orion actually lifts up the TV to 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 pull it closer. That's mm-hmm. just so funny. Oh my god! And then the light light ray says, "Put down the TV." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your fierce manner will only serve to frighten these good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. He's so committed to his anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing's going to cause him to back down. He'll do yeah. anything. So for the next page one, I think it, it kind of gets serious. I like uh, on page 12 where like he sees Calabac on panel two. You'll see like uh, light rail is dark you know the plan is clear like you'll see him like the shading i don't know that's it, like light ray on that panel is not a light you know Great. happy-go-lucky guy anymore no and um in the original he's almost completely shrouded in darkness mm. oh interesting so he, yeah, so you're kind of implying he's being dragged into the dark of the battle. I'm implying like the art is actually showing that like a darkness has come over him. Like he's ready for battle now. It's like no more, no more joking with the girl on the, no more flirting with the girl on the elevator or talking about costumes and like, hey, this is a nice, I don't know, whatever, like um, Lanza's wife offered him something. He's like, hey, thanks for the fruit. No more, none of that. Now it's like, we got to go fight. The light is out and he's ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. And then it switches right over there to like battle right in the middle of like third panel. And here's here your war, war comics, I think. Pow, pow, pow. You know, I think to me, this is the third illusion to Kirby. You know, the scene on panel five, page 12, where a Turpin is jumping with a machine gun? That's a war comic to me. That's like, I've seen that. Maybe not. It's like Sergeant Fury. Yeah, sorry, exactly. It's like Sergeant Fury, yeah. Also, to your point about him treating him as a, a normal um, criminal, he says, I'm giving you one minute to turn yourself in like like a police officer would do it. Yeah. 
Are you and good? no hesitation too. I'm you called it, Mister. I'm coming to get you. Mm -hmm. And then he gets knocked down for the second time. Yeah. I mean, messed up. It's ridiculous up. that he charges with it looks like a machine gun, mm -hmm. and Calabac throws a a chimney at him. Mm -hmm. Like this really is like a guy bringing a knife to a gunfight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like when they're fighting, like when they're in the next page, like as I, I like these scenes because you could, there's a lot of background stuff that you could see. Like obviously they're like battling and then Orion, you could see light rail and Orion in the background as like Calabac is about to punch him or something or throw him off the building. Mm -hmm. And here's, this is the swashbuckling Robin, Robin Hood type or, you know, whatever Robin Hood or, or like he's about to throw him and then, uh, on page 15, Orion's all like, turn and look behind you, Calabac, I'm here. It's like, that's like a classic, like, superhero. Not even a superhero, but a hero movie, you know? Or like, you know, pick on somebody your own size. You know, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Going back a second, so there's the scene on page 13 that I love, mm -hmm. where the chimney's thrown at, uh, Calabac throws the chimney at Turpin. And Turpin's face looks completely freaking beat up, right? Oh, yeah. It's just a mass of wrinkles and pain. Um, and we're going to see this face again in a little bit. Um, he's got his hand on his chest like his, his ribs are broken or something. But no, stay back, you guys. I got you, you got your orders earlier. Stick to your posts until the equipment shows up. I've got some stuff that will stop this ape. He's got to keep going. Um, and then when we get to page 14, he pulls off his jacket like, no more Mr. Nice Guy. We're going to keep freaking going here. We're going to mix this up. But then again, Calabac attacks him. And by the end, end of page 14, he is, again, third time now, like hunched over, mm -hmm. bloody, beaten, right? Calabac lifts him up, and finally Orion jumps in. But this, this like drive to win that Turpin has just mm -hmm. won't be dominated by anything. Mm-hmm. There's like a pole that's fallen on him. It's crazy. It's like, I yeah. don't But you're right. I mean, when, when Orion and Light Ray arrive and then they save him, save um, Turpin by pulling Calabac, uh, Ryan saves Turpin by pulling Calabac back off the roof, uh, that battle just reached a whole another level. Mm hmm Yeah. And you know, the, the, even the words start to drop away. Not if you're dead, finish for all time. And the, the sound effects really take over the panels too. Crump, crunch. Yeah. And then we get to 16, page 16, the battle just continues, gets more and more intense. Um, Ryan and Light Ray are just like battling like animals almost. Mm -hmm. Panel five on page 16, like their faces are scrunched, they're furious, they're battling everything possible just in order to, to triumph in this fight. Mm -hmm. so the intensity that they're both bringing to this. And of course, uh, although, um, you know, they're brothers too, so there's a whole other element to it. Yeah, they mentioned that they used to fight when they were kids. I don't, or younger. Is, mm -hmm. I don't know. What is it? Is that when they were kids or is that like maybe before this war or something? 
Well, I think it was my guess is when Orion was very young. Oh, so they knew each other. He was traded in the pact. Oh, okay. okay. He was like eight or nine, maybe, when he was traded over. Oh, I just thought, I just thought, I didn't know that they would have known each other because I thought Orion was in exile with his mom. Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I probably didn't. <laughs> Kirby probably didn't really think that far. This battle on pages 16, 17, and 18 is mm -hmm. just uh, among the most spectacular battles I've ever seen in Kirby. Mm -hmm. Just the sheer intensity of it, the way he shortens the figures, the way um, the, the muscles jut out, everything, like, it's got this godlike feel to it. It feels like it's above what mere humans could survive. Mm -hmm. And I know Kirby did that a lot in Fantastic Four, but here it just feels like it's on a whole different level. And then we get again to Turpin, page 18. You're under arrest. Stand back, I'm the law, understand, and no super muck mucks are gonna use this town as a, a fight arena. Don't you love that, super muck mucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the way he draws Turpin too on uh, in page 18. Again, he's just a series of lines. This is where Royer's inking just does such a great service to Kirby's art. Mm -hmm. Where um, he's just reduced to a series of geometric shapes. He's not even almost a human in a way, but he's still fighting on. A lot of wrinkles in his face. Yeah, he's just been beat to shit. For the next page, I wanted to mention on page 19, panel two, I love the fact that Turpin, you know, he's like all beat up and he's like kind of crawling to go to the fight. And then like, you know, uh, Light Ray is sending something like, hey, here come your men. Um, and then in the background, you almost, you see like Orion and Calvac fighting. It's like really cool. It's like four different things happen at the same time it's like light rail is making a commentary turpin is like trying to crawl towards the battle and then you'll see orion and calvac fighting each other mm -hmm. three things in like a little small panel it's like a the whole story is going on in that just one panel so it was really cool it makes you feel like it's a war and not just a small little battle yeah yeah Yeah, I just, I can't get over just the way Turpin just keeps fighting. Even though his face is just a mass of lines and wrinkles and bruises. And I mean, he's just battered like a heavyweight boxer in the 19th, in the 15th round or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, could you almost imagine like the, the guy in page five or page 19 panel five, four, excuse me, as like, really being able to walk and yet he's still leading he's still leading the effort to defeat Calabac. Mm -hmm. And then we move to the climax of the issue, which uh, is this awesome scene as they're climbing up that sign. As uh, Calabac has climbed up the sign and Orion's climbing up to attack him, the use of perspective on page 20 panel four is spectacular. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of like a King Kong type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
he kind of Calabac on panel three, page twenty, looks like King Kong, like from a skyscraper or something. You're right. Yeah, and you see Orion just reaching to try and grab him, mm -hmm. and that the use of perspective in the last panel of that page. Mm -hmm. And you see his ugly face in the next page. Oh, and that face, that face, I feel like I had a different reaction to it. So first of all, um, Calabac's face two panels later is, is just completely destroyed also. Mm -hmm. And we've just seen Turpin's face destroyed. So really what he's saying is that this, when you're in a battle like this, it's going to change how people see you. Mm -hmm. Your face of the world will be different. And um, mm -hmm. the true face of Orion, the true face of Calabac, the true face of Chirpin are all coming through in these moments. Mm -hmm. you, what do you think of the way he draws the face, Orion's face? I mean, it's like ugliest it's ever been. I, I feel it's kind of messy on purpose. Like, it's not crisp. So it's just a mess. Like, I, I'm interested in seeing the coloring. Uh, I have the trade paperback. I don't have the original issue with me. And the coloring is like, I wonder what the notes were on the coloring. Because there are parts of it that almost seems like a burnt face. And parts of it is regular. And same stuff was happening to um, Turpin as well. I wonder, like, but I, I think it's pretty beat up. Be nice. Yeah, it's not played up much in the original. Oh, okay. It's better in the trade I'm looking at. And then Light Ray saves them. Zack. So uh, in this case, uh, Calabac doesn't die, right? He just gets weakened. Yeah, because he's going to take him to jail. Turpin's going to take him to jail. Okay. And, yeah. Turpin, and Turpin dies on, on page 22. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, it says his heart is weak. He's got to be rushed to the hospital. Mm. suddenly well, it becomes like a police tv show are we gonna hear about him later on because i don't really i think i haven't read past this i think i don't think we see him again oh so he must must have passed well i don't know i'd like to think he didn't mm -hmm. um and then we get to this beautiful last page one of the best last pages in kirby um the, the the little three panel scene with Orion and Light Ray on top of the roof there. Yeah, I love that uh, Light Ray quote where he says, uh, "You know, well, Orion's all like, you saw my face, and then Orion's all like, I saw scars, both new and old, taken in the cause of new genesis." Yeah, you're a good friend, Light Ray. I think um, Orion of all the new gods from the you know from New Genesis, he's the one that's sacrificing himself. He's almost like, he's doing everything that quote unquote good gods wouldn't do. And in a way he's damning himself because, you know, the acts that he does, like he kills, you know, he acts out of anger. These things can put you in hell, like in the classic, you know, famous mainstream religion sense. So he's actually, in a lot of ways, he's sacrificing himself to hell or acts that are becoming of hell so as to save new genesis and humanity. He's a, 
he's not really a martyr, but he is. Um, he's like a martyr, but like in the sense of like, he's not going to, no one's going to care about him. Like his yeah. face in a lot of ways to me is like Dorian Gray's painting. It's this secret thing that's behind the scenes that. I mean, yeah, it's like he's damning himself by trying to help. Like he's doing the dirty work that's going to damn him in sacrifice of everyone else, for everyone else. I think it's also significant that his back is turned to Light Ray during these scenes. Light Ray's looking out and it turns towards Orion, but Orion's facing away from him the entire time. Yeah. He's embarrassed. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to have that side of him come out. He wants to be a person from New Genesis, but he can't help himself. Mm -hmm. I read this kind of weakness in Orion that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It does seem him so powerful that weakness inside him is in his own kind of soul. And it's that dichotomy that makes him an interesting character. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I said we were going to read three great issues in a row, three amazing issues that were among the best ever published. Um, I loved getting back and rereading New Gods 6, 7, and 8. Sounds like you agree. They're yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Better. Looking forward to more chat on this. The bug. The bug, which is a great comic, just not incredibly transcendent. This was I, fun here. Thank you. What's that? Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Oh, thank you.